Well, welcome everyone. We're uh, so excited to have you join us again. Wes, great to have you here, my friend. Always happy to be here. And uh, we're joined again by Cody. Cody, thanks for joining us today. Hey guys, glad to be here. And Justin, uh, great to see you back, my friend. Thank you. It's great to be back. So, uh, Wes, today we're going to talk about when people have said yes, right? The, the, this is working, right? You, you've, you've, you've gotten the guts to say, my ideas have value. You've presented the ideas as having a value. You've assigned a value as in a numerical, you know, like uh, price. They have committed they have transferred money, they have given you a check, whatever it might be, it's more than a verbal commitment. And now you have to deliver on um, you know, the, the strategies. What this reminds me of is where a lot of people get stuck is they're like, okay, but I've never done this. <laughs> you know, like, I know this is how it works. I knew it was possible, Then, but what do I do? And I had this, as we were preparing, I had this very real picture of driving my son away from the hospital after he was born with my wife. And I literally had this thought of like, they just let us take him home. <laughs> yeah. Like I was like looking around and I was like, they don't follow you. Like they just, it's just, and I knew I was, I knew it was going to, I knew we were having a kid. I know that, that people do this all the time, but like I had this moment of like, what do we do? You know, like, yeah. so, uh, so I also know that Justin recently uh, had to bring someone home from the hospital. So Wes, maybe tell us a little bit about Justin's addition. Yeah, yeah. So the reason uh, Justin's not been on the last couple is because it's always touch and go whether whether his uh, newest addition to to uh, the Lakin family was going to be be arriving or not. And thankfully, she she is here. And uh, now Justin's uh, tribe has increased. And now he's he's been in country a while though. This is number three, so he he's actually got the game plan down. He's, oh yeah, you're to exactly the point where people. Sort of like maybe Facebook message and be like, "Way to go!" You know, there's no gifts no, anymore, right? There's no party. It's more like, "Hey, good job!" Right? Yeah, it's it's really terrible for the baby, right? Like, cause they they don't get anything, right? Like, yeah. oh, you get oh. used birth once so versus the first one, you're oh, getting yeah. like brand new quilts, like out the wazoo. Yeah. All the, everything's hammered down. Yeah. Everything's a hammer down. Everything's you know, you know, not not to run too far down the road of this, but the, there is one advantage of being the youngest. Is that typically your your parents by the time you get old enough for it to matter are in a little bit better financial shape, right? They they're a little more established. They 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 care less basically about the things that you're doing. You know, yeah, you want to drive? That sounds great. Go to how what the hell you want to stay out? That seems fine. You know, yeah, you want to plug that in the stick a pencil in the light socket? Try that out. You know, it's like we'll 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 see how it goes. So I think there is there is advantages to to being uh, number three for you. Absolutely. And as a number four, I can say there is a lot of advantages, you know, and part of it is they're like, ah, you figure it out, kid. Yeah, we, right. We're done parenting. Uh, so but what? But when we're working with clients, you do have a responsibility, right? You've, you've established and say, yep. hey, uh, you know, we've given birth to we have this new relationship. What are we going to do with this thing? And, and I, I'm making a promise to provide these services. And we're going to talk about on a really practical level. Now that they've said yes, and whether it's, you know, a marriage or a baby or a financial planning client, what do you do now, Wes? Yeah. So it is it is hilarious, Andy, because, um, you know, we've been teaching the class and we've had Transform University for probably seven years now, uh, almost eight. And every time, every time, you know, that's where we go really exhaustively deep in this stuff. But every time we get to a certain place in the class, 
where people have listened and and then they've actually gone out and, and tried it. Um, they'll come to me with with a similar question, like, "Hey, Wes, you wouldn't believe it I, that you knew, when you were talking about how to get people to lean in um, by answering the question, what do you do?" And I, I practiced that. I actually did it, and I'm going to tell you, it worked. I mean, I got an appointment for for the per- people to really learn about more about how we operate with clients, and you know that we're in the ideas business, the curators of great ideas, and. And, and, and then they liked that next meeting so much, they agreed to meet with me again to figure out maybe what it would look like specifically in a planning relationship. And I, I said everything that you taught us and went through it in detail. And, and you know what? They said, yes, they actually have written me a check and paid it. And then the, the, it goes from like a smile to concern because they're like, what do I do now? You know, what, what they, they paid me a fee. Now what is, is kind of our, our joke on, on the running line there. And, and that's really where we're, we're going to spend some time today. Um, we're going to spend time talking about things that will keep essentially the, the relationship healthy, uh, a planning relationship that engages the clients, keeps them excited, uh, gets everybody working together on the same page to where we don't just talk about all these fun ideas. We, we love being curators of great ideas. We actually want to see progress get made, though. We actually want to increase their profitability and quality of life. And certainly it begins with the idea. Um, you got to get a client, but then actually you need the process of actually managing that client into a better future. And, and so to do that, there, there are strategies and there are strat- um, uh, project managers that get involved and all these great things that cause us to execute really, really well. So nothing falls through the cracks. So, I, you know, there, some of these are structural, right? There's style, there's confidence, there's mindset. And some of the stuff is just, you just stuff you've got to like. You know, like when I think about this, we'll stick with the baby analogy. Like they don't let you take the baby home unless you have a car seat. Yeah. Like where are going to put it? Oh, it's going to hold it. Uh, no, <laughs> no, that's not how it works. <laughs> you know, not on my watch. Right. I'm just going to let it roll around the back. No, you need a car seat. You know. Um. So there, there's some structural things. Uh, does, and again, for the first time person, it. I think that, uh, and I was actually talking with the, the head, the head of planning of another uh, company recently. And they said, you know, if if you want to just not have very much interaction with your clients, if you don't really want to talk to your clients throughout the year, this is not the model for you. Right. <laughs> right. Uh, you know, uh, but if you want to really maximize the experience, maximize um, the impact you can have, then this is the model for you. So after they've said yes, what what are the things that you have to start to build and put in place? Yeah. Um, and then how do you start working through that in a way that the customer feels like, and this is really important, they didn't just say yes to something and then it's like, what, 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 what are we doing now? Yeah. Right. We've all been a part of this. Like, hey, you were super friendly and communicative and then I paid you and now I haven't. <laughs> yeah. Did we do anything? Anything? What's actually going yeah. on what's here? What's going on? Right. Yeah. So what's next? Yeah. So, so a couple terms we use internally to like really move with this is, is I'm going to, and I'm going to kind of unpack this a little bit. Think of the words organization and structure. Okay. Organization and structure. So every bicycle is organized the same. They have two wheels. They have sprockets, pedals, handlebars, seat. Um, you can have two bicycles that are organized the same, but structured differently. So, okay. so again, structure, those wheels, let's say one of them has really hard, soft or hard, smooth tires. Good for going on flat surfaces really fast. Um, the other one might have soft knobby tires, good for going off road. It's not that either one's bad or wrong. It's just one is is more appropriate for a given navigation than the other. If it has three wheels, it's 
not in the organization of a bicycle, it's a tricycle. So I think two, two things. One, we're, we're going to touch a little bit of both of these today. Um, one is with the client specifically, you need to organize and structure them. What is a, a year in the life of you going to look like together? What narratives are you going to uh, have with them? What conversations do you need to have in light of the story they're in about money, in light of the direction that they're trying to go? Um, and then what are you actually going to put in play? Uh, and, and, and how are you going to manage those to uh, completion and to fulfillment? And then you've got things with your team too, team systems. And again, like I said, we'll dip back and forth between these today, but you need a system to make sure that your team doesn't drop the ball and that the client is constantly knows where they are, you know where they are, and, and, and that progress is actually getting made in the areas that, that by the client's design have, have seemed to matter most to them. So where do most advisors overthink this, mess it up, um, you know, overcomplicate it? Yeah, I mean, break it down where it's like, here, just just do these things, but don't do this. Don't don't I mean, is it, don't spend ten thousand dollars and and try to do Salesforce or yeah. seven months trying to train on a tool like keep it simple. Yeah. You know, don't ghost them. Like what are the things that people do wrong at this stage? Yeah, well, it is. They, they'll do two sides of the coin here. Both extremes are bad. One is, as you said, Andy, they are so complicated. They're tracking systems and they're. Uh, their outline of the stuff they're going to talk about is so complicated and it's it's just unworkable. You can't live with it, you know. Um, the the other side is people who it's all in here, right? They're like, it's in my head, and and I kind of know where this client is. And uh, what do we where where are the Hernandez family? And and who do we owe them something? Or did they send us the tax return? It's yeah. like there's no system that actually keeps track of any of it. Or or hey, we haven't heard from them, so I'm sure they're fine. <laughs> Yeah, they're good. They're good, right? I mean, they're not um, mad at us yeah. that I know of. So, That's right. Try yeah. and and if you're doing business um, uh, that way, you you will get the fee one time, and then and then <laughs> never ever again because they're like, well, I don't even know what we did last year. So it, there should never be words like it seems like or um, you know it seems like things aren't getting done or I don't feel like we're actually making progress together. It should be really clear. No, here's exactly what we've done and exactly what we're going to do as we navigate you into greater and better financial health, because again, our wins help people increase their profitability and quality of life. So we've got a process by which uh, we continue that. And we, we use something, Andy, that I, I think can be super simple. Uh, in fact, it, it's it, when we started doing this, just it radically altered uh, both how I travel in the, in the, in the practice itself, like how I feel, because I don't like feeling like something's going to fall through the cracks. Right. I don't like feeling like people don't, think they're being taken care of appropriately. Uh, and, and so I need something to help me quickly be able to go, where's this client at? What's next? And what's upcoming? And what's on hold? And so okay. we have a very simple one pager that we do, we create for every client. So, you know, number one, you get a client. Number two, you then have a list of things that you know you need to talk to this client about in a set series of meetings. But then there's going to be action items that result. And those action items, those projects that are actually in play or, or going to be in play uh, are going to live on this one pager. And, and it's, it's pretty simple. And, it's in, and uh, you know, whoever the project manager is that's assigned to this client, they're the ones who are responsible for creating it and then managing it to fulfillment. Right. Um, it's, it, it's three. So, you know, Justin and, and Cody, they, they are lead advisors with clients and they're also project managers with clients, some of, some of my clients and some of their own clients. And um, but but there is we are very clear every Monday we go through a list of 
all right, who's the project manager for this client? So, so we're sure somebody's got responsibility. And this, this one pager, we call it a strategy summary. And it's really simple. It has three things. It's in progress, which are the green action items. It's got upcoming, which are yellow. And it's got future, which are, are red. And, and everything is going to fall into one of those categories. That, and again, we're not, we're not going to put the 300 things we haven't talked to them about yet on there. That can live somewhere else. But um, you're going to put the things that you talk to them about, that you've promised them need to get done, and you both agreed on a path. So a um, common example of that would be yeah. like every, every client on their, on their uh, there are two items that are always on every single client's uh, strategy summary, and they move around in whether they're green, yellow, or red. One of them is uh, review draft tax return. So before any of our clients file their tax return, when it's in draft form, they send it to us so that we can make sure everything that was supposed to be on there that we've talked about got on there. And that there's not anything missing that maybe just got overlooked or, or, or they forgot about or didn't remember to tell their CPA. So, uh, and quite often, I mean, every year we find a ton of stuff that got missed, didn't get added. And so we're, we're making sure that that's, that's always there. The other thing that, that's on there is like right now, that would be a green item for us. And it, it was red all year long until the fourth quarter is year end tax review. So we're just going to do an estimate of like where we think they're coming in at. Um, what, where, we, where we think that they're going to end up being from an income standpoint. And then are there any levers that we need to talk to their CPA about that need to get pulled before the sun goes down on December 31st that we will no longer have the option to pull that are going to help increase their profitability and quality of life from a tax standpoint. So they could be insurance underwriting. It could be setting up new financial uh, investment accounts. It could be wills and trust uh, drafts that need to get done. A number of things, you know, they're, we talk about this all the time. There are hundreds of thousands of combination of planning strategies, any one of which could live on these things. But it's our job to design, to organize and structure the client, say, what are we talking to them about in our meetings? What's going to be most important to put on this? And then actually manage that process using a variety of tools. You know, in talking with lots of advisors, uh, there is an interesting hesitation. Uh, and maybe you can speak to this, uh, you know, Cody or Justin, that. I've had advisors say to me, don't a lot of plans end up looking similar? And they say it like it's a bad thing, you know? And I, and I, my response is, yeah, I mean, yeah. I mean, there's, there's certain things that, you know, everybody should pay their taxes, you know, like you know, <laughs> everybody should have life insurance. Everybody should be invested, you know? Uh, so there are, there are some things and there's a sense, I think, uh, that they feel like this invalidates their fee because they're like, it's the same. Like it's, if we're doing the same thing for all these different people and it doesn't take us that much time because they're not that different, right? Do you, do you hear where I'm going with this, Cody, where they kind of talk themselves out of the value of the experience? As an advisor who does get paid for your ideas, and a lot of times, and correct me if I'm wrong, Wes, uh, the plans are similar. Yeah, yes, there's thousands of combinations, but it's also sometimes it's like, yeah, this is just like the last people who were here who we, we served. As an advisor, how do you think about that now, Cody, after having done this for a while? Yeah, I mean, you know, most of our clients, they're very similar because we, we spend a lot of time with uh, like business owner clients. So right. a, lot of, right. a lot of narratives travel. But yeah, the, uh, you know, the, the way we look at it, we're still putting in just as much time, putting yeah. the plan together. Um, you know, we're we're open line of communication. They're calling us just to, you know, talk off you know, random yeah. ideas or business ventures that they want to yeah. talk about. So yeah. 
you know, I don't feel that our just because we're working with the same niche that our our fee is, you know, devalued any because we're still putting in the same amount of work. Yeah, Justin, what are your thoughts on that? And I want to share an analogy that I think will help maybe some of you are worried about this. Yeah, I I think I I think of a doctor right during flu season. You got a lot of people coming in presenting the same type of scenarios or situations. The doctor's applying the same concepts to help work them through it, but it's no less valuable to each person, right? Like they're still still implementing a cure and helping that person work through whatever they're going through, even though it's similar to and cyclical to what everybody else is experiencing. Or or even as a parent, right? Stick with that analogy, have another baby. And there's some things that are similar, right? I'm applying some same concepts like teaching this one, like, like helping them get into a sleeping pattern, which she has not done yet. So um, the, oh, or a normal eating pattern, all that stuff. But each one of them is a little bit different, right? So there's some unique aspects to it. Like I said, it's no less valuable than what a doctor is doing, even though he's giving you the same vaccination that he's giving somebody else. Right. I just think it's fascinating. Like you would never go and sell a, like sell a car to someone and be like, you know what? We, we've really slimmed down our process on making cars. We should discount this. Right. Or gosh, you know, someone else bought this car yesterday. Like, and it's also interesting to me that people feel like, gosh, what if they're the same as someone else's? Like no one else sees someone else driving the same car. It's like, you got the same car as me. You know, what kind of scam is this? You know, like, no, it's just a service. It's a product. Like, it's unique to that person. And I think it's because people feel like if it's not more work, it doesn't, it's not as valid. Yeah. Right. Which it's just not true. Like you create systems for things and you should get better at those systems over time. Yeah. Right? Yeah. No, totally true. It, it, it's if our objective is to, you know, increase people's profitability and quality of life, that that they, we'd say it all the time. Financial health is like physical health. It's not a place you arrive at. It's something you consistently uh, con- continually pursue. And, and right. so every year there are fundamental things that we know are going to help keep them in optimal health financially. And then there's going to be unique things that pop up here or there uh, based on what's going on in their life or the tax code or investments and things like that. But the key is that you're 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 not just like checking in with them once a year and saying, go get them. Uh, it's, it's a, it's, you're actually want to drive these things to completion and, and, and move them down the road. And so I say, don't overcomplicate it. It's, it's one page. It's one page that says in process or in progress, upcoming and future. And, and then you're going to have some reliable system because again, you can't keep this in your head. you not, not, not very many of them. It's a reliable system that will that will remind the project manager at whatever cadence you've decided upon. So let's say that's once a month where Cody gets an email, Justin gets an email or get, gets an alert that says, Hey, time to look at Hernandez planning summary again. Right. And, and then they're going to look at it and they're going to go, Oh, you know, we actually did this. Uh, this new item actually should be on there. And then these things are going from uh, upcoming to actually in progress right now. And then what's going to happen and again, so this isn't like rocket science, any system that that has an alert. So Outlook, uh, we we happen to use Asana, A-S-A-N-A, just to remind us, hey, every client's a project and project manager is going to go, time to look at the overall project. How, how's, right. how are they doing? What needs to change? Every, every time, if I'm the lead advisor on that client, what will happen? Let's say Cody gets the notification. He updates it based on where things are at. Then every Monday, I get 10 of these that come from Cody and Justin and Stephanie or whoever for a batch of clients and go, do I see anything that they might not have seen? Is there any updates I can make? So we're, 
we're thinking about this client and trying to real time in light of knowing their story, what else needs to happen or what's stuck? You know, what, what do we need to move forward? I, I, so I send them back to them and go, Hey, these are great or make these updates or, Hey, we might want to try this, but we're actively working that client. Here's what's beautiful is I never worry. Like I used to worry about where, where are we at with the Smith family? And, and did they do that thing we talked about? What was it? And I have to look through 18 different systems and, emails to figure out where we're at. I don't have open loops because I look at it and the loop's closed. I know exactly where we are. And then the client, then they're going to send that out to the client and say, hey, just checking in with you. Here's all the things that are going. And maybe some extra emphasis on something that's like hung up, which would be, well, you know, hey, you're getting close to filing deadline. Hadn't seen that draft return yet. So, and as you know, right now being knocking on the door of the deadline, we're getting a whole lot of them right now. A whole lot of those extended returns to, to look at. But no, so it doesn't have to be complicated, uh, Andy. It's it's got to be simple and, and something that you can run with. So that's why we arrange it that way. Right, right. So tell tell folks who are listening what 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 do they need to have once they've said once they've said yes. You said they have to have. Obviously, the client has said yes. So then yes. you assign the you're going to assign whatever the specific sort of playbook is, right? Yeah. Uh, the strategies that are in place. You're going to have a project manager. You're going to have a tool to uh, you know, to operate uh, and, and to make sure that you're moving everything forward. Yep. What else do they need to know? Yeah. So it's, it's, uh, and by the way, everybody asks me all the time, well, what, what's the best tool to use for this? And it's the one you stick to. It's just like a diet. If you want to lose weight, you eat right and exercise and which was the best diet and exercise plan, the one that you actually do. And so, so whatever you agree upon, it's just something that alerts the project manager which again, if, if you don't have a project manager, you are the project manager um, to, to look at the client, be thoughtful about the client, move stuff around, sign off on it, and then send it to the client. And then uh, many times it depends on what the activity is. Like I'll give you an example, Any a, a new client that's brand new to us. We know in addition to all the normal, look at the tax, uh, the draft tax return and do year in tax planning or year in tax uh, review what's going to happen is we need to build out what is their tax story right now. So that's something that we get their last three years returns and we understand them because we're going to take away observations of things. I mean, we might want to talk to their CPA about, I mean, just, and I'll throw out a few there, by the way, for anybody that wants them, you know, we teach in transform university, we get exhausted. There are hundreds of thousands of combinations of narratives that you can use. We have something called a narratives checklist, which again, you, if you're spending your time when you're doing planning, trying to remember all the possibilities instead of just looking at a list with all of them on there, it's a misuse of energy, you know, and we want to travel light. And so we're pulling those out. We're building out the tax plan, but it could be, you know, we ran across somebody that was an LLC and, and uh, they, when we're like, people want to know, how do you create an initial tax plan? Well, let's, let's say on my track, my list over here, we're, we have somebody that's an LLC making a couple hundred thousand dollars a year and they're paying all this self-employment tax on all that money. Cause you know, you pay for about $150,000 of, of, of earnings in a pass through LLC, you're going to pay uh 15.2% self-employment tax on the first 150. And then you're going to pay 3.8% on everything over that. So we just observed, well, is, is this still the best structure for them to be in? If they, maybe one thing we should put on their list to talk to the CPA about is what if they made an S election and, and, and paid themselves a salary of, of $80,000 or $70,000 whatever the CPA says is, is useful, they're still going to pay 15.2% on that first 70. But then everything over that, the, everything between 70 and 
you know, 150, they don't pay 15.2% tax. That's a lot of money. And then everything over that, that remaining, uh, you know, chunk of money up to the, the 50,000, up to 200, they don't pay 3.8%. And, and so we, we'll put that on the list. And quite often, that's one of the things the CPA says, yeah, no, we should probably do that. That's a good idea. So it's, it's stuff like that. You're building out a tax plan. And again, we've got a whole checklist of narratives that people who are involved in Transform University or take one of our, our one-off module classes can get. Um, but it's, 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 it's not trying to keep all that stuff in your head, either the ongoing management of the client through using that, that uh, strategy summary, or even when you're like thinking through the new ideas that may apply to this person in their new season of life. So yeah, you get a client, you organize and structure their strategy summary. You have a committed project manager that has a reliable system that is reminding them on a monthly or whatever frequency basis to update that and send it back out to the client and, and, and take action where necessary so that the client is always moving, making progress. Or if they're not, they're very aware of that they're the problem. They're the bottleneck to, yeah. to the deal. So, yeah, it's just, it keeps things healthy, keeps me from worrying about, are they waiting on me? You know, when's the last time we met with? Uh, none of those things should ever be part of your language. Right, right. Well, Wes, have we covered everything we need to cover for this area as it relates to, you know, people have said, yes, the relationship has been, you know, confirmed, right? Yep. Uh, and, you know, structurally and also just mindset wise, you know, we're approaching this in the right, in the right way. Anything else you want to mention? No, I think the, the, if I had one summarizing comment on it, it's just that you don't want anything falling through the cracks. And the reason stuff falls through the cracks is either because we make it too complicated and and you're just never going to be able to use it, the tracking system that you've established, or you try to keep it in your head. Get that stuff out of your head on the paper and get a reliable system that's going to remind you to look at it and send it to the client so they continue to move forward. And, and again, you're, what do we do for the, this business? We prepare for meetings, we have meetings, and we execute action items from those meetings. That's what our business is when we're curators of great ideas. Love it. And, and again, we understand that's a shift for some of you who are listening to this. Um, and you think, does that work? Uh, it works. It works. Um, we, we, there's thousands and thousands of advisors that this has worked for, uh, and, and there's millions of clients who, who want this. Uh, it's just a matter of are you going to step up and do it or not. A gentleman, as always, thanks for your time. Well, thanks for listening to today's episode. We hope you've learned how to deliver value to your clients throughout the year by using really good systems. And remember that while many plans might be similar, each client will have a unique experience because of your guidance and relationship with them. If you like what you're hearing, then I encourage you to visit WesYoungLive.com to explore some of the training programs Wes has built for you to learn how to master these methods. Our genuine hope is that you'll take what Wes and his team have taught you today and put it into practice in your business. We'll see you soon for our next episode of From Busy to Rich with Wes Young. Wes Young.